everyone. Welcome back to the Star Wars Exchange podcast. Uh, today we'll be talking about the brand new Star Wars animated show, uh, Star Wars Visions. It's uh, you know, by a lot of Japanese uh, studios that create animation. And uh, there's nine shorts, seven studios. Uh, and today we'll be talking about those. I found it to be really good. So we'll be talking about this with our guests. So uh, take it away, Ari. That was a very good from True. Well done. Um, you know, new podcast host. Love that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> as you were saying, we've got two guests today. One new guest, uh, Michelle from, what's your Instagram page called? Like Ahsoka X Tana or something? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. There yeah. you go. How are you? I'm great. I'm excited to chat with you guys about this show. It has been all over um, everyone's feeds and on our minds. So it's going to be really great. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, True, Star Wars dude, how are we? Oh, you guys already heard me at the beginning. My great impression of Ari's uh, Australian accent. But yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really fired up about the show. I think it's like such an awesome direction for Star Wars to go in, like totally fresh and new. And so I have a lot to say. I'm really excited about it. Well, that's it. And uh, yeah, let's just get straight into it. Then we're, we're going to be spoiler free at the start. So if you haven't watched all the shorts yet, we, we won't be, you know, spoiling it at all for the first few minutes. But uh, Michelle, let's just start with your, you know, first impressions first thoughts off the bat um tell us about you know what your anime experience is like how you experienced it Mm. go for it yeah so i am brand new to anime completely um i was recalling i think like the only (laughs) the only shows that i watched were when i was really young and i watched hamtaro which was and it was uh, dubbed in English, but it was a Japanese anime um, brought to America. Uh, it, it was about hamsters. <laughs> if, I don't know if you know it, but it was one of my favorite things as a child. Um, and that is pretty much it. Uh, no other anime experience. So for me, I've, I mean, my, my love and my heart goes to Star Wars animation. So when I heard that this was going to happen, I was so excited. Brand new to anime, but I've, I know how popular anime is and the style and the, the tone and everything is so unique. So I was so excited to dive into it. And then obviously you add in the, the Star Wars element into it, which is what we all love. So it was a perfect blend of like, oh my gosh, it's brand new Star Wars, but also a brand new animation and a new experience. So um, I was so stoked for that. Uh, Shall I talk about my <laughs> crazy yep, uh, yep. viewing experience? Go okay, for it. so Love to hear it. I I don't know how this happened. Truly, I'm blown away. I was very fortunate to receive all of the shorts uh, ahead of release and, and preview them uh, through through Lucasfilm and Disney. Um, I'm like blown away <laughs> like uh, I just reached out it, it came together it happened so quickly there was a period of time where I had to wait for the screeners to hit my inbox and I was so nervous because I wanted to watch them soon enough so that I could put my thoughts together and this was like the weekend before it came out so anyway overall I'm so incredibly moved touched highlight of my life truly like I can't even tell you how big of a dream come true it is to receive something like that it's such a privilege and a a wonderful honor so um yeah I get to review all of them ahead of release and I I put out you know 
sort of like a initial thoughts post, which um, did really well, which is always exciting when you, I loved it. It was so great to hear that people were also excited about it. You know, um, that's what we do with all of our accounts is like get people hyped about Star Wars. Um, and then I had my full uh, spoiler free review on the 21st. And then we all celebrated release yesterday uh, when we're recording this, it's Thursday. So yesterday was release date. So yeah. Um, that was really long, but that was my experience. <laughs> nah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well done. Well-deserved early viewer, I have to say. Thank so, uh, yeah, Thank so you. true. How about you? How did you go with Visions? Um, I, uh, I've i never been a big, or I've never, like, watched a ton of anime, but I've always kind of been a fan of the medium, I guess. Uh, I watched um, Akira, which is, like, a movie from, like, the 80s, and I loved the the style and the way the characters move so i'm not like super familiar with anime in general but like i love i always love the way that like it looks and my brother is like the big anime expert where he's like seen like most of like the big titles and when the first trailer came out and all the studios were announced he was telling me like all of the the studios and what they had made and stuff and he was like super familiar with like trigger which made two uh shorts so i thought i was really excited about just the medium bringing like the new medium this new medium to star wars and uh just watching them for the first time i was like it's just so cool like looking at all the different styles and just all the way that the way star wars can be shown in different art forms pretty cool yeah, yeah. for sure for sure and and how'd you experience the show um i just watched it when i dropped it 12 i didn't have i didn't get early screeners because i was kind of just busy with college and stuff but congrats michelle i mean that's Thank that's you. pretty awesome yeah <laughs> yeah for sure um but yeah binging them i just binged them all in one go and uh it was pretty cool just kind of i i'm usually one of the people that likes the week to week episode episode release but it was kind of fun to just have one of these things where everything drops at the same time you can just do a full yeah. binge of it and just mm -hmm. dive yeah, into definitely everything. for sure for sure and yeah i guess i'll say my sort of thoughts i mean pretty much just echo what you two said um luckily for me i'm in australia and it drops at 5 p.m so i was able to just slowly watch all nine of them in like <laughs> just during that night so i didn't like binge i mean technically i did but i didn't just like watch them all at once i sort of spaced it out a little bit but um yeah no nah, look thoroughly enjoyed it i've got no anime experience whatsoever so i really didn't know what to expect at all but um yeah, look, some of the shorts I loved. Some of the shorts I just, you know, weren't really for me, but that's fine. I just, you know, went with the flow and enjoyed what I enjoyed and, you know, left behind what I didn't love. But, um, yeah, nah, I think it's just so exciting that, um, you know, Lucasfilm is prepared to just show Star Wars in, you know, completely different ways and, um, yeah, just expand on everything that, you know, they've been doing and, uh yeah just makes it make it makes it like really a culturally sort of diverse experience i think which is really nice so um i'm gonna throw up a spoiler warning here um just so we can you know uh not dance around anything now but uh let's let's talk about our favorite episodes i'll start with you michelle what was your favorite of the nine? Oh my gosh i feel like i knew this question was coming and i was not prepared i this is really tough because I legitimately love all of them. And earlier, like after my first watch through, I was like, oh, this one is my favorite. And then I just watched them again. And now I'm like, I think this one's my favorite. Um, at the top of my mind, 
which I haven't seen a lot from people, is the final short, Akakiri. I love it. It is so, like, it's just different. It's, you're anxious the whole time. And it ends, like, so, like, astonishingly. And it's just, I was just really mind blown. I think it's gorgeous animation. It's so, it's different than all the others because I believe it's sort of like expressionistic style. Um, the music to me was really what like made the the environment and the tone. And I, upon my second viewing, I caught that, you know, our Jedi, um, Subaki, uh, Subuki, I think, um, he's experiencing these these like visions, right? going to the dark side or he's seeing someone die repeatedly and then there's that moment where he goes and saves um one of their their guides back to the village uh, in like the devil's canyon or, or something right and he says like nothing is predetermined or like destiny is not set but then at the end literally the thing he's been fearing comes true and he kills his love but then is forced to fall to the dark side to bring her back even though he's been trying to avoid the dark side. I just thought it was so, um, it was a tragedy in like the most beautiful and twisted way. Uh, and, and I really just loved all of it. That was, that was long, but yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Absolutely. True. What's your favorite? Wow. I, I, I've never heard like, uh, I, I'm probably like the lowest on Akakiri. So that was pretty cool hearing uh, why you liked it. But um. <laughs> I, I think far and away the best one, and I think the general consensus uh, is also this, is the ninth Jedi, I think, just was incredible. I mean, just like honestly yeah. blew me away conceptually, execution-wise, action. The style was really great. I thought the characters were really great. Honestly, that, that was the one for me that fired on every single cylinder. The music was awesome. The atmosphere, I did, everything like that there is to say about that, that one, I think, was like a 10 out of 10 like experience i i just i really was impressed with the ninth jedi and i think uh I, I, we can talk more about that one because i think that one was the biggest mm. heavy hitter for me but uh, i also want to just bring up that i loved um the village bride and yeah. uh that one for me was i think that was the one that got the biggest emotional reaction out of me and uh by the end i was i like the second time i watched it i like shed a tear just because I was so moved by the message and just the that had the best music too and just the the score throughout that whole episode was awesome and the slow pace kind of paid off by the end with the really cool climax that it had so those two for me were were my top absolutely yeah i'd say for me um i i don't really know like that there, there's so the ones that i like like i really love but the one that at the time that I kind of feel weird saying it though, because I've seen people's like rankings and it's like at the bottom of almost everyone's ranking. But the one that I probably just had the most general enjoyment out of was I'm, I'm not kidding. was probably Tatooine Rhapsody. Like it was just so, <laughs> it. it was so just like silly and goofy yeah. yet. It was also sort of just like heartwarming, like, and I, I genuinely just felt touched by it. And then at the end, I was like, I don't know. I just felt so happy. And, you know, mm -hmm. Jabba tapping his tail. Like, that's just an iconic Star Wars <laughs> moment now. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, Boba, like, bopping his head, like, as the camera, like, zooms into his face. I just thought that was awesome. I don't know. But it's just, 
yeah it's, and also it's just it's so different from anything that I've, I've ever seen in a star wars thing and i'm sure everyone would agree with that it's like yeah yeah i don't know and <laughs> i was actually i was talking to someone about it and um we were saying yeah it's a bit it's a bit sort of like corny but in like a really good way like in a way that you can like really get behind it so I don't know I just I just really enjoyed that one to be honest but um yeah there's so many others that I want to talk about so let's start from the start I want to talk about the duel straight off the bat would have been the first one we would have all all watched um yeah it was crazy true you just you go for and tell us your thoughts man I I love I thought this was the best way to open the show I think um the the way i like even when you first started like the fanfare at the beginning and then it opens to like the village is awesome i i think um i just love the way that this um felt like quintessential like samurai like the wandering hero anti-hero uh like star wars from the beginning that's like one of the most like recognizable like some of the most recognizable imagery is that like samurai imagery. Yeah, for uh, sure. I just, I loved the way that they did that. And Ronan was so cool. And the way that his like lightsaber is like a katana and he could like sheets it. And <laughs> the action was so cool. Like all the way that they fought was so, so much like Yojimbo or like the seven samurai, like with broad strokes. And I love the way that he outsmarted um, the bandit leader Sith at the end. I just thought the whole episode, Oh, the, the action was so interesting and just it was such an inspired um choice i think to start it off with that and the black and white animation oh, it was just really cool and it felt like total a total homage to like the original ideas of star wars as well as like those classic samurai films so i i dug it a lot like i'm gonna keep re-watching it over and over <laughs> oh yeah for sure and you know uh, there's a few things i have to say about this first was the animation at first, I think probably because it was just the first one I was watching and I was so not used to it. I was like, I can't even see what's happening. I was so confused, but I went back and watched it again. And I was like, oh, okay, I can see why people like this so much. Like it is actually pretty impressive. And yeah, like, as you said, it was just such a good interpretation. Like all the, uh, um, oh, I forget what they're called, but the the people that fight the, you know, Imperials, like there was the droid, the Trandosian. I just, I found them all so cool. And um yeah i don't know it was crazy i loved it michelle what do you think um well you know earlier we you said pick one favorite if i had to do like a top three this would be in my top three um i think i totally like echo all of your points great opener the action was amazing the the animation like the pops of color just so gorgeous the music to me was so like in the best way, surprising when that choir comes in with the with the, the appearance of the Sith. Oh, it was it was really really cool. I think the characterization of Ronan is so neat. I I mean, you guys know, like at the end, it's teasing that like his life's mission is to collect kyber crystals, and he's a former Sith. I immediately was like, oh my gosh, I want to know more about him. I want to know where. How did he? get on the path that he's on right now where is he going next i'm very excited for the the, the novel that we're getting yeah yeah I was, I was gonna say we might oh. we might actually like, <laughs> find out where he's going yeah next. yeah yeah i'm like this honestly they it just was a perfect little compact story but it left room for more and um yeah overall just really loved it i my favorite part 
was that at the beginning he's like okay you need to fix my droid by the time this teapot boils and he's so calm and confident that he just goes about battling the sith with no problems and then you know he's like "Mm, right on schedule and this droid you know the guy fixes it the drive droid saves the day i was like what a badass like surely he should have like a sand timer or something where like when he goes and does that to villagers he's like all right just you know see this i'm gonna flip it over and when the sand runs out uh, but, yeah. yeah. Now, oh, something else I'd, I'd real quick say is um at the start because I wasn't like really hyped for visions like I was excited but when it started you were talking about the music I was just like oh damn I'm watching like a new Star Wars thing like I just got that new Star Wars feeling if you guys know what I mean yeah. and I was like oh, oh like God. let's go I'm ready for this yeah. so yeah it definitely gave me that vibe I loved it mm. all right so we just talked about before because I said it was my favorite one um, tell us, what did you guys think of uh, Tatooine Rhapsody? Bit of a bit of a different one. True, you go first. Um, I, I'm with you. I actually like this one too. I, I mean, I I've liked all of them quite a bit. Like, there's not one that's like you know a, a dud. I think like this one is sort of like one of the more the one of the more mixed reception ones. But I actually quite enjoyed myself with it. I honestly really liked like the chibi Boba Fett look. I just thought Boba Fett looked so like yeah cute. I don't know. yeah yeah. <laughs> but, I, I feel yeah, that for sure. This is the only one that I watched the sub for just because I wanted to hear the music the way it was originally done and not dubbed yeah, over. But yeah, I got to do that. I uh I liked hearing Tem Tamura's uh voice in the in the dubbed mm-hmm. version. I, I thought he was really cool and like honestly, my one of my new favorite Boba moments is genuinely like the "You're sure you want to do this, kid?" moment. <laughs> yeah. Like I just yeah. thought that was like totally like classic Boba, and I just I love that. So, and honestly, yeah, I agree with you. This is super unique and probably the one of the most different Star Wars stories on screen. Like there, I don't think we've ever had like a musical Star Wars story in the, (laughs) as much as this one is based around music. And that's also cool. Just even within the show, like most of the, I mean, every episode revolves around a kyber crystal or like the force or a Jedi. And this one, like Jay is like a former Jedi, but this is like the least to do with the force, mm. I guess. So I think that's also kind of cool just within the show. It's like about the the band and more more about the band than like him being a Jedi or something. So that's kind of cool. Like just watching the episodes a little diverse in that way. So yeah, I was a big fan of this one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to say the, the animation in this episode was probably my favorite out of all of them. That's, maybe that's just because it was the most familiar to me, but it's mm. one where I was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was awesome. But something you just mentioned too with the um, sort of going big picture here, not talking just about this specific one, but you talk about how like there was a lot of like the Kyber crystals, Jedi versus Sith sort of type deal that I talked about this on Instagram. That was sort of my one criticism with the show, I'd say, because um, almost every episode, maybe outside of this one has, you know, heavy involvement of like, you know, Jedi versus Sith or like, you know, Kyber crystals, lightsabers, all that, which um, is totally fine because it's like all the studios sort of went off by themselves and they were, you know, told do your interpretation, whatever you want. And they all just have similar interpretations, which is fine. And I don't think they planned on, you know, everyone watching all nine of them in a row. So by the end of it, you know, I was sort of like, okay, another lightsaber, another Jedi or (laughs) <laughs> oh, and I've just heard, you know, I've got a bad feeling about this for the ninth time in a row. Like, I was sort of I mean, like, I don't know. But yeah, what do you think? It, it's sort of important to like note that these were all in, produced independently. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. I think it's it's not really a big flaw for me, but I think it's interesting to look at like 
each studio kind of approached like what they what speaks to them about Star Wars. And I think it's interesting that like a Jedi or the Force was incorporated incorporated to some degree in every short. So I think that's sort of interesting. But yeah, yeah, in the future, if they ever do a season two or something, I would like to see maybe like a couple episodes about like a lone gunslinger or something. I don't know. Or a bounty hunter or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Michelle, what are your thoughts on uh, what we were just talking about plus Tatooine Rhapsody? Well, yeah, so I totally agree with your your thought of like there's a lot of potential for season two this is such this was such a new undertaking and as far as I am aware all of this has been all the shorts were created during this pandemic that we're in so there I think that even if there was a lot of like seemingly overlap just with like the themes of the story these story elements with the Jedi and the Sith what I would what I would love is a to get a second season but also if they bring in even more studios, like not just the ones that have, that are now a part of this, if they bring in even more, yeah, like let's see some bounty hunters, like let's see some crime syndicates, you know, I think it's like, this was a test run and people are loving it and everyone is so excited and wants more. So I think that, um, I don't know, I really am optimistic for for the future of, of Visions and, and what could come beyond that and all the additional stories we can get. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts there. Thought number two, before I get to my thoughts on Tatooine Rhapsody, true. How did you forget the masterpiece that is AP5's musical number? <laughs> oh my god! How yeah. dare you, true? How dare I you? I got to give out my Rebels fan card now. Yeah, like, revoke yeah. that immediately. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> but um, yeah, I do agree. Tatooine Rhapsody is just heartwarming. It is fun. And to me, Star Wars has always been about fun. It's always been joyful. It always makes me smile um exactly. it was heartwarming and it was just pure like enjoyment uh I think this was the perfect short to have the familiar Star Wars faces in um also I really loved um Bib Fortuna's design yeah. <laughs> he just looks so cute and dirty I, I love yeah. him I know. Uh, the that, whole and Boba as well as True yeah. was saying like those designs <laughs> yeah. were so funny yeah suit the story well yeah really great um overall I just loved it I loved every single one and this one to me the when I think about it like the first thing that comes to mind is just like pure fun yeah exactly and you know that's sort of where my taste in Star Wars often goes it's just like a lot of the fun goofy stuff Mm -hmm. like you know non non non-joking at all one of my favorite Rebels episodes is um things called like fight or flight it's like the third episode and yes! the whole the whole premise is just like Ezra and Zeb are trying to find a piece of fruit yeah! and I just, I just love that episode like stuff like that just makes me smile and have a good time with Star Wars so I don't know sue me if you want but <laughs> that's that's where it's at for me anyway let's talk about the next episode the twins which I don't have a lot to say about because you know narrative wise the story didn't really grab me but I have to say this one looked the best. Like it was incredible. I don't mean like the animation style. I'm talking about just visually. It was like just incredible. Like it was absolutely stunning. So Michelle, go for it. Tell us about it. Yeah. Visually, right. Stunning. Um, I really loved that. It it gave me original trilogy vibes. And it was funny when I was oh, putting yeah, my review sure. together. <laughs> when I was putting my review together, it's like, how do I say that in a more... <laughs> 
professional manner. I'm like, I can't say original trilogy vibes. Like I had to say, <laughs> I think I ended up saying something like it's a good tribute to the original trilogy. But yeah. listen, the true thing that I want to get across is vibes, yeah, <laughs> energy, <for sure. laughs> original trilogy energy with the character, like the two droids, the music and the opening. Oh, I, that opening is one of my favorites. Just all oh, we yeah. hear is this like imperial, you know, music, and we see Kare walking down the hall, and we see all the stormtroopers. It's it was just really beautiful. Um, I think I agree with you that like narratively, it to me wasn't as memorable among the others, but I still think it was a pretty endearing story. And honestly, I do see room for a sequel. His sister's out there somewhere. Um, oh yeah, I really liked this the you know the family dynamic there, and like the idea that they need to figure out their new life's purpose together because they like that thing that he says of like true freedom is being alive and getting to like choose your own destiny. I really liked that. Um, and I, I would love to see their story expanded upon, but of course, mainly the visuals were stunning. Um, I loved just the beauty of like the lightsabers and floating in space and all of that. Yeah. It was really great. Yeah. that This was like, something I really wanted out of the series was just like something. I was talking to my brother about it, just something like crazy that just was so nice to look at. And even not just with like, you know, the massive lightsaber fight in space at the very end, we, we'd actually already seen the shot, I think in a trailer or the image had yeah. come out, but of like the X-Wing, I think it was mm -hmm. looking out in the sun. It's like, I was like, Oh man, that is just beautiful. But uh, true. Tell us your thoughts. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of similar to you, Ari. The story wasn't as compelling, I think as some of the other shorts, but uh, yeah, I totally, honestly, coming into most of these shorts, I was just looking for some really cool Star Wars spectacle. And this is the one I think that was the most bold in the way that it approached like its action and its visuals. Cause like, just, I remember watching it and like, he's like barreling towards the Star Destroyer, standing on the X-Wing, like surfing on the oh, X-Wing. Yeah. So like, good. like just unleashes his lightsaber and it just becomes like a giant rainbow laser. Like that is ridiculous. And like, that, that is ridiculous, but it's awesome. Like I, I was just like laughing just because I just can't believe I'm watching it happen. And that's kind of like the whole canon debate. Like you just got to put that aside and just watch some like hilariously awesome Star Wars, like crazy like balls yeah. to the wall bonkers spectacle and that's just honestly i just love that we have this one short that maybe isn't like the most like deep thematically um you know affecting story but at like at least we get one story where they were just like let's just make something completely crazy let's just do a yes. giant like laser lightsaber that can cut a star destroyer <laughs> in half in one go and they're just flying around in space and going through hyperspace like without any equipment i just think that's just awesome like the whole oh yeah i don't know yeah the, the whole it felt like the force unleashed sort of similarly <laughs> where they were just like, yes i hadn't even game. thought of that yeah <laughs> let's just make a game where they can just do whatever they want with the force like that would just be so fun that just felt like this where they're just like pulling the kyber crystal and they're just doing all these sorts of colorful <laughs> lightning and they're just explosions and i just thought it was awesome like trigger i looked up some stuff about trigger and they were saying like a lot of people that are familiar with some of the stuff the other stuff that they've made this is sort of like standard fare where the story is kind of like second fiddle to just the epic bombastic action so 
just looking at it from that lens i totally like enjoy this one so much <laughs> oh yeah and yeah. i think this is, a, this is a good point to talk about the whole canon thing because i'm mm. this is like the episode where i'm like to be honest thank god it's not canon not for like my own personal sort of beliefs but i just do not want to see the internet trying to like you know uh just just accept that it is because they just wouldn't they'd be like oh my god there's no way that would ever happen like in space like what but um i think i, I was honestly relieved when they said it wasn't going to be canon so that they could do stuff like this like what what were you guys opinions on the whole you know canon debate michelle you go i could not care less <laughs> <laughs> i was like i i don't care that it's not canon like yeah these stories are coming from these studios who want to, who get to share the way that Star Wars has impacted them and what they want Star Wars to be. I agree with you. It, it allowed for so much creativity beyond the limits of the timeline, you know, that they would otherwise have to follow. Um, yeah, I think that the, I think that the, you know, the sentiment that like, oh, someone might not watch these because they're not canon, I think they're just missing out. Um, they're so fun. And to be honest with you, a number of these, in my opinion, could fit into canon. Like, oh, yeah. uh, hell, so much of the things that like I love about Star Wars sometimes are like my own headcanons of what happens off screen or off the page between characters. Or like if there's a section of time that we haven't seen Ezra training with Ahsoka like besides the forces of destiny short or something like in my brain I like to pretend that there was a period of time where they trained together or something you know what I mean like where yeah. you just sort of make it up in your mind I that is what I, I that's what I think you can do with these they are fun they are remarkable some of the lore is so interesting and especially if any of these get built onto with sequels or prequels or whatnot I say that they're canon if you want them to be you know exactly um, that's exactly. my opinion <laughs> yeah yeah i think i i didn't touch on it but like as you were saying the the whole like thing of oh i'm not gonna watch because it's kind of that is just that is the stupidest reasoning to not watch something <laughs> i mean seriously like i i gotta be honest as someone who is very like oh like canon canon i like i get what they're saying but it's also like just you need to get over it and just you know enjoy it mm -hmm. because that's what it's all about you're gonna right. feel the same watching this as like i don't know a clone wars episode you're just gonna enjoy some cool star wars stuff so yeah true what do you think i mean you guys kind of covered my thoughts i have a lot to say about that we could honestly do a whole podcast on this sort of <laughs> yeah, canon, exactly. Canon, exactly you know subjectivity and all that stuff um what i have to say though is i i, I agree with you ari like i am a canon junkie and i unabashedly love canon love the, love the continuity love the connections but sure with something like this like who cares yeah seriously like what michelle yeah. said um you look at it and it's just like what do you want to prior what do, what do you come to star wars for do you come do you watch star wars just because this is the this ties into the novel or com whatever you watch star wars for the themes the characters the the, the messaging with the way it makes you feel the experience um and that doesn't it doesn't matter if that's canon like the the any any legends thing isn't canon that doesn't make it bad like the mm. 03 clone wars or the the original Thrawn trilogy those stories aren't canon and yet they're still some of the best Star Wars stories you can find in my opinion so or like KOTOR um so at the end of the day like who it it's it doesn't matter if it's canon it's just a cool if it can be a cool story and exactly what Michelle said about head cannons like I wrote a fan fiction in seventh grade where BZ <laughs> from the B Squad arc is alive and well. 
and that doesn't contradict anything so i can just believe that that's canon like it doesn't yeah. matter yeah i love <laughs> it oh my god <laughs> so it's like it, at the end of the day like if something contradicts something else in canon like it makes you scratch your head for five seconds and then you're like oh well that was a cool story otherwise like mm-hmm. it really isn't that big a deal and so just come on just just enjoy the stories come on guys like don't ruin the fun for everybody come on Exactly. That is the most classic true thing I've ever heard. You wrote a bloody fan fiction. <laughs> All right. We're going to have to do two podcasts, one on the canon talk and one about Star Wars dudes fan fiction. All right. Anyway, let, let's talk about the next um, the next episode, which I, I just watched because I was telling these guys before we started recording. Didn't love it the first time I watched it, but then, you know, Star Wars dudes are raving about it on Instagram. Of course, I'm going to give it another watch. Um, and so I did just before we recorded and yeah, like, all right, I, I can get around it now. I see why you guys love it so much. It's, it's, yeah, it's definitely gone from one that didn't really like to one that I'm like, okay, this is cool for sure. So true. You, you seem to enjoy yeah. a lot. So expand your thoughts from earlier. <laughs> yes. I love this episode so much. Um, I, I saw like someone on Twitter say like, dang, the, the village bride is like my new favorite star Wars thing. And I'm like, yes. oh, that's awesome. I did oh something about the animation like i love the way it looks i don't know it's like sort of simplistic and also like really vibrant and with the colors so i thought that was really cool um mm-hmm. i love the era i thought i i remember the moment they were like oh the the uh, the pirates or the you know the marauders have like battle droids as their army like reprogrammed separatist battle droids and i was like oh that's good lore i was just like that's cool yeah <laughs> yeah um the whole story just totally hooks you in my opinion or or maybe it doesn't hook you but you're just like very interested like there was this like angelic music as it's like panning to these like beautiful landscape shots and this like couple is like walking through the forest and it's just like whoa what is this like what are what am i watching and yeah, it's just yeah. like so cool and then you get you get more of the characters in the village and you're it's it builds and builds and you kind of you get invested and then the climax happens and when when f ignites that like awesome yellow lightsaber blade and she's like i am a jedi and like (laughs) her like high heel like slipper things (laughs) (laughs) and that the the music swells like that was like um, an emotional experience like that was very awesome and i was just impressed with the whole short and then she had like a z95 headhunter starfighter at the end i thought this this was one of the best um we were just talking about canon, but I think this is the ones, one of the ones that could fit into canon pretty definitely, easily. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, I just love, I love the way the story kind of built from being in a slow pace to this awesome finale. And I was really into F, F's character development kind of being like post Order 66 and kind of taking off that mask figuratively and mm-hmm. um, literally to become like a true Jedi. So I, this was, this was an awesome story, man. Yep. hundred percent. Michelle, how are you feeling about it? So this is my favorite number two of favorite of the, my three favorites. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, I love this one. Um, when I watched it, I'm not kidding. I thought to myself, I said, Star Wars dude is going to like this. I, li- <laughs> I literally did because the immediate reaction that I got was that this is a rebels episode this is a resistance episode it is so intimate it's so intimate and personal you're you're learning about like the effects of this 
you know, occupation for just a small group of people on this, on a planet that could be anywhere, but the way that it impacts their lives so profoundly. And you see this sacrifice that this, this sweet girl is going to make with her new husband. And on the flip side of that, you know, we're seeing familiar things that we've seen with like the rebellion before, which is someone's ready to make a sacrifice, but those other people that love that person aren't ready to let them go and they want to fight back. When do you fight? When do you sacrifice yourself to save others? Do you, when do you step up because you've long been out of the fight? This story was, is everything to me. I love it so much. It just, it fills my soul with like the, the, the thing that I love so much about Rebels and Resistance and Clone Wars 2. Um, just how wonderfully like neat and compact and heartwarming these stories are in such a short amount of time. Um, I think the last thing I'll say is I absolutely loved that reveal at the end as well. I think the pace and the momentum of it was beautiful. You see F wrestling with this the whole time. What is she going to do? You see her literally and figuratively take off that mask, confront her fear and her demons and um, step up. And she's got that absolutely gorgeous yellow lightsaber that hums, I think, like Ray's lightsaber, if mm-hmm. I heard yeah. that correctly upon my second viewing. Um, and yeah, uh, I want a pair of her shoes because <laughs> what? <laughs> That's awesome. She just pressed a little button and then they like made her like super have super speed so anyway uh absolutely wonderful loved it (laughs) yeah yeah i I don't know if you guys felt this but um there's like this obi-wan and anakin comic that i read like years ago it just like kind of reminded me of that a little bit just the dynamic between like the master the apprentice um i don't know got those sorts of vibes also yeah completely agree with what you said michelle like it does feel just like, you know, standard Rebels Clone Wars episode. But um, yeah, it was fantastic, truly. So let's move on to the ninth Jedi, which I think, yeah, True was touching on earlier as widely considered probably one of the best ones. Um, and, you know, with good reason. So uh, True, why don't you expand on that? Oh, man, I have so much to say about this. I'll keep it brief. Um, <laughs> this felt like its own this felt like a start everyone's this is not an original thought but this really did feel like the start of a this a new trilogy it felt like it honestly felt to me like it felt watching the force awakens for the first time like it just felt like this all-encompassing new frontier almost it was really interesting like the jet the lightsabers have gone extinct and jedi are being uh hunted down and there's only a few left and I just was so interested in the the storytelling and uh, the way it was told was really interesting. And man, uh, we're talking spoilers, but if you haven't seen the episode, like watch it going blind because that twist, like oh, yeah. two thirds <laughs> of the way in, blew me away. That was like the icing on the cake. I was like, wow, this is this is the best episode because I just did not see it coming where you like almost all of the Jedi that you think are waiting are like Sith that are trying to, you know, put all of the actual jedi in a trap so like and then the juro reveal where he's in that droid and he's like haha i've been the droid the whole time like, <laughs> yeah. double, double twist yeah. and and then they're like that one like squid guy is like like stop and then he like cuts him in half i'm like holy crap <laughs> that there was just so many holy crap moments like that whole ending fight was just glorious oh man and i really was a big fan of kara uh she was a great 
protagonist. Um, oh man, this thought that and the music was fantastic. The action was great, and I just loved the uh, I loved the way the story played out and the way it ended. It felt like there was this there was going to be this whole epic series. Like I could watch a whole freaking five <laughs> yeah. season series about what happens next with J Juro, Ethan, and Kara, like trying to save her dad and trying to rebuild the Jedi Order. I, I was totally invested in this episode and it was awesome. Absolutely. Michelle? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with True. It feels like a wonderful origin story for Kara and this a potential like new era. Um, it was just really exciting and it felt very fresh. It felt... Um, like, I just loved the lore. I, I thought it was so interesting and the premise, all of that. Uh, yeah, I just completely agree with everything you said. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, look, I'm the same. True, true said it all. It was, it was a great episode. Could watch, you know, a massive continuation of that story because it was great. But yeah, let's talk about the next one, TOB1. This was another sort of goofy one, at least I thought it, or it felt, goofy and i'm saying that in in a very good way like i love just the sounds the music the look um yeah it was great michelle tell us what you thought yeah i agree i think it was so lighthearted and fun but what really got me was how emotional i did become yeah. you know around the middle of it when uh he loses professor Mitaka and then he's like, I'm going to continue his work. And I, Oh my gosh, I got teary. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. And then he has this freaking knighting ceremony, like in a world yeah. between worlds question mark. I don't know. He, you know, has this vision becomes knighted. I was emotional beyond belief. It was so beautiful. I think the idea of a droid Jedi is so fascinating and Maybe we have gotten it before in something that I'm not familiar with, but at least all of the Star Wars that I've consumed, this was brand new to me and I thought it was so unique. Um, and yeah, I just was really touched by like how emotional it was and how sentimental it became. Uh, I loved the callbacks to, you know, you have Professor Mitaka saying, I'm one with the force, the force is with me. You have the knighting ceremony, um, you know, all of it, all, all the callbacks to other Star Wars things were really cool. Um, and then, yeah. yeah, the big fight at the end was really dope too. Loved that. Huh? Oh yeah. That like, to me, that was so funny. Cause I was like, <laughs> oh, it's just like this little, Oh, actually, firstly, the whole canon thing is like, oh, droid Jedi, people would have been going crazy. I know, um, <laughs> you know, our friend Davis loves droid Jedis though. So he would have, um, he would have loved this episode, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, no, that, that fight at the end was just like, oh yeah, you know, little dance around near my carbon crystal and then bang, like this massive fight just <laughs> happens and it's like, whoa, okay. And it looked incredible. Like that was fantastic. Mm. But yeah, true. How about you? What were your thoughts? Um, this was probably like, one of the ones I wasn't as invested in, to be honest. Like, I think my top four, I would say, would be Ninth Jedi, uh, Village Bride, The Duel, and then The Elder. But uh, this, I still really like this one just because it feels like so wholesome. Like, it's like yeah. one of the most, like, pure, oh, yeah. I think, shorts with. And, you know, I think show this to any kid, any really like young kid, and they would love it. I think I would have gone nuts for this if I was like six years old. Yeah, even, exactly what it. I was thinking. Yeah. It's like, a, I mean, it's very inspired by Astro Boy, but it feels like 
Pinocchio too. It feels like just this mm. very like classic. Oh yeah. Wholesome. I haven't even thought about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it honestly. I, I think I'm just really glad this exists. When you first think of Star Wars, when you when you think of Star Wars, like, oh, what what kid doesn't want to be a Jedi? Like, and you know, just watching like this kid become a Jedi and like do the right thing. I think that's pretty cool. And then he's a droid. So that's there's another layer of like uniqueness to that. I, I think this was a really a really fun story. And I was talking to someone on Discord about this, and I love the way that after he defeats the Inquisitor, he uh, you know gets in his starship and is like, all right, let's continue my my uh, my master's work. Like let's let's help people. It's not like let's go kill more Sith. It's like let's go heal worlds. So I thought that was yeah. really a nice touch at the end there. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I know. It's like just. I was like, oh man, classic Star Wars. Just like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go, I'm gonna go yeah. honor his legacy. Just like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, this talks about the next one, the Elder. True, you just said you were liking it. I remember uh, since I was watching Dumb, I actually texted through this picture of the Elder saying as Morgan because, man, that put me off big time. <laughs> to be completely honest, because I was like, oh my god, what is as Morgan doing, looking like this? And then obviously it's not him, but um yeah no it's funny but yeah no this was, was a really good short um a few really cool characters those two jedi were great um yeah i don't know true fire away um i dug this one i i was i've been debating for the whole day if i like the duel or this one more and i kind of finally settled that i like this one just a little slightly more um i love i really was so uh compelled by this one i love the master apprentice relationship i'm always kind of drawn in by a really interesting uh padawan master sort of uh if they have a good rapport that's always fun to watch and i loved um in the in the dubbed version david harbour voices uh master tajin i think that's how you say it um and i just loved his character he felt like a a proto qui-gon jinn in a lot of ways and then mm, dan yeah uh was a really fun character kind of reminded me of like nadar veb from the clone wars or like early ahsoka early ezra sort of that naive Padawan yeah. that's like, oh, I can, I can yeah. defeat anybody. I can, I can win this fight, and then sort of gets humbled. Or young yeah. Obi Wan, I guess, yeah. just craving like Obi-Wan. adventure and excitement, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, the moment I, I want to talk about, I just I want to touch on. I just want to mention it is the moment where Dan gets struck down. You think he died like that? Oh, yes. Oh yeah. I was and, like, oh, they've they've done it. They're actually gonna kill yeah. someone. I was like, no one, no one talks about that that yeah. i will honestly say that moment where the elder like is like okay you want to fight and he like immediately strikes him down and the music swells and it just like lingers there and then his master like is running and then stops and it's like the solemn pause like the way the episode pauses for that moment and just like solidarity that's the closest that's the closest i've come to f- re- recreating the feeling i had watching qui-gon die in the phantom menace like that mm. utter shock like just the way the episode did that, even though Dan didn't die, which I'm fine with, just the way the episode executed that, uh, firing on like every cylinder, blew me away. Like that was really wow. This short is something else. That, that's that was what it was for me. Yeah, for sure. I, I true. What did you think of um when the elder like dies and he just like turns into goo? <laughs> I dug that too. Honestly, that like I always love. I remember. I mean, Obi Wan, like Yoda vader they all kind of like fade away and into thin air i I always kind of love that 
And so I thought the Sith yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. equivalent to that, I, the imagining good. of that was very uh, inspired too. That's a good thought. It Michelle, like cool. <laughs> yeah, Michelle, what did you think of this, this episode? Yeah, it was awesome. This is another one that it makes the near top of my favorites list, which is technically all of them. Whatever. The point is, this one was great. And I agree with True. I think the relationship between Dan and his master is just so precious. I love that they were joking with each other. It, I, you, True, I was like, I can't put my finger on who uh, Tejin reminds me of. And it's Qui-Gon. Like, yeah. I, the whole time I've been like, oh my God, who does he remind me of? And I, I've been really digging into the High Republic recently. Dan reminded me of Hell yeah. one of the characters. I think it might have been, he's like an anti-Wreath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he still reminded me of Wreath because he had something snarky to say. And like Wreath at the beginning of Into the Dark, you know, was like trying to get out of going to the Outer Rim and whatnot and like basically bugging Jorah to like not let him go or whatever. Anyway, I, I just really found myself being like, I love Dan and I love their relationship so much. It's just, you can tell how much they really care about each other. Like to your point earlier, um, Ari, like when you think that he's dead, and you see him running up there and you're like, oh my gosh, you have like this pit in your stomach. Like, I can't believe they just possibly killed him. His master looks devastated and he was warning him not to, you know, to run away and he didn't listen. I'm glad he's alive. Um, but it definitely made that moment so much more emotional. Um, yeah. And then I think the last thing I'll say on that is like the lore in this one really interested me. Mm-hmm. I could see a world in which this is like, again, the idea of us deciding in our own brains if it's canon or not. I think it would be, at least in my brain, a great addition to canon because that idea of where are the Sith, like that's something that we've seen throughout Star Wars of like the Sith have long disappeared, but it, they're dangerously powerful and it's scary and ominous and yeah i I really i really enjoyed um the lore on this one Mm, for sure yeah you know another and yet another great one um yeah next one we're gonna talk about in uh in order of course lop and ocho i'll say (gasps) outside of tatooine rhapsody this was probably my other favorite i just think it, and honestly, you know, yes. as they say, don't judge a book by its front cover. Because when I when I looked at the, you know, Disney Plus, give you a little look, I was like, oh, actually, no, that was cool. I think I, I saw a picture of of the main girl and I was like, oh, oh, God, I don't know. Just something about it was like, Eesh, I don't know about this. Anyway, watched it and absolutely loved it. By like the 10 minute mark, I was like so enthralled in what was going on. Um, It just like really spoke to like you know, a major theme in styles of just like family and like, you know, you don't have to be blood to connect. I saw true. You posted a quote from this episode. I was like, yes, like this, just, this is just so like star Wars to me. And, and then all the stuff with like, you know, like the family heirloom and then um, the actual um, daughter is like, Oh, like how could you give that to her? Just like, yeah, everything about this one was really, really good. And, you know, kind of special to me, I must say. So Michelle, what did you think? I so agree. This one to me is remarkable because of that ending. I, the first time I watched it, the way that it ends so abruptly and like your heart is just torn in pieces because the sister leaves and Lop is saying that phrase, like 
in a short amount of time will become a real family and like it overlaps with the sister's voice i sat back and like couldn't move for like a solid 10 seconds i was like oh my god I, it just blew me away it was i so agree what a remarkable story about family and about like you have this sister thinking that she's doing the right thing but then she goes so far that she can't turn back and she oh, yeah. thinks she thinks that what she's doing is the right thing because she she's doing it out of love but it's twisted yeah. it's a twisted love and it, she's not listening to her family and oh my gosh it was just it's a it's a horribly relatable story i think in many people's lives but it's something that this you know sort of family tension is woven throughout star wars and so it felt so perfectly star wars to me um i i really loved the animation in this one as well the detail to me was remarkable just the colorfulness of everything um i actually quite liked the uh like character designs including miss lop but like i also was aware going into it that like you know um the furry community is very large so there was that i've seen that worry from people like before it came out is you had all these people being like immediately writing it off um but i do think that humanoid animals are common uh, and across many animes to, to from what i'm aware so i was just really happy to like get personally i was glad to see that element in there anyway and that they didn't shy away from that um you know yeah, it's yeah. not my th it's not my thing uh, but um <laughs> i don't know i really enjoyed i really enjoyed it yeah i think the thing that that turned me off was actually in the trailer where it was like they, they were like skipping down the stairs or something and then like the girls like oh like we're gonna be the best friends ever or something like that and i was like oh jesus this is <laughs> this is gonna be a grind but turned out to be one of my favorite ones for sure true what did you think um i'm yeah i'm with i'm with you ari um never judge a book by its cover man exactly exactly <laughs> um, this and i would say the ones that i underestimated going in are the ones that weren't on my radar this and uh the village bride were the ones that surprised me the most like pleasantly uh yeah i had a good time with this one this isn't one of my top favorites but i would say thematically like the the themes of found family and the themes of you know I don't know, loving people, the, you know, just adoption, I don't know, that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, I did have that quote where it's like, uh, inheritance is not about blood. There's so much more or something along those lines. I, I, that connected with me. Um, so I would say yes, thematically, this is probably one of the strongest yeah. ones. Uh, I think, you know, look at, balance it out with the twins is like pure spectacle. This is one that's very, a very strong story, very strong message um so i thought that was cool and i love the ending fight and uh yeah I, I had a good time with this one this is a good one not one of my favorites but uh i like the characters a lot and i, I would honestly really like to see a follow-up if they do sequels yes. to these short this is one of the ones that i'd love to see the next chapter of for sure yeah yeah like completely agree with both of you like especially what michelle said like that sort of relatable element of you know you're someone in your family like trying to do something good for you but then you know, it's like the way they're going about it just like isn't right. And like, yeah, it was, fan it was fantastic. Messaging was just beautiful. But um, well, well, we're on the final short. Um, I honestly don't know how to pronounce it. So I'm just going to say episode nine. One of you can say say the title of Akakiri. it. <laughs> yeah, sure. There, yeah. there you go. Um, I'm going to be honest. Didn't dig this one really at all. Um, it might have just been because I was I, I was up to the ninth one and I was like, oh boy. But um, actually, Michelle was talking about it earlier, but 
Uh, (laughs) All I really have to say about this one is like, I think they were riding like some birds at one stage and I was like, (laughs) oh yeah, I was like, yeah, I dig that. That's cool. But um, outside of that, that this one didn't do a whole lot for me, but um, I've only watched it once. So I, I, it definitely deserves a rewatch though. But um, yeah, Michelle, you seem to really like this one. So tell us. Yeah. Yeah. I can speak more to it. The one thing I will say too, that you just reminded me of Ari is like, and this happens anytime I watch anything Star Wars is you pick up on more things that you missed. So yeah. like I, I, there was one, uh, oh, I, I like hadn't watched, or this was my second time watching all of them through a second time um, right before this chat. And I had picked up like an extra detail about some, one of the episodes that I was like, oh, I didn't notice this before. Um and yeah, so I think that like for any of these where I've been like, oh, this isn't as memorable. Like as I keep watching these, there's I'm going to find more things to talk about, more things we're going to love or like digest and, and, and you know, talk about anyway. That's all my thoughts on that. But Akakiri, loved it. Um, I'm not going to repeat what I said earlier, but uh, I do think, I think maybe what I'll touch on now is the weirdness, right? Star Wars is weird. <laughs> it's exactly. meant to be weird. It's yes. meant to be goofy. It's meant to be fun. And, and the the two guide characters, I'm already forgetting their names, even though I just watched it. Um, they are goofy and they're weird and they are, and it's, it's all meant for that. And I thought it just gave this episode so much charm because in between the sense of like anxiousness and this ominous presence as they walk towards this Sith and this figure that's now taken over the cat, you know, the, the castle and the princess is exiled and all this, you're anxious 90% of the time. And then there's little moments in there where the two goofballs are being silly or they're like screaming at each other or, um, you know, they get so excited to see each other again. And I, I thought it was just really charming. Um, the, the funny moments in there that were really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um true um yeah this this was honestly probably my least favorite short i think um and i still really liked it but yeah something the story really gripped me but it was something about the execution that kind of there was like a disconnect i think i really enjoyed it and i honestly really love um subaki the the main character um and he's voiced by henry golding in the dub and uh i i connected with him i liked his journey and kind of him struggling with the visions that he's having about this bad like this bad thing that's gonna he thinks is gonna happen and like the themes of like fate and you know can you change your destiny um and I really like that um the dark ending just didn't really didn't quite work for me or there's something about it where I kind of just didn't feel like uh I wish that it didn't end the series or that the season I just feel like it was a little like I don't know I wanted like Star Wars always ends with like some sort of like hope or something like that. So I honestly feel like the ninth Jedi, like the way that it ended could have been a better like season capper as opposed to this one that maybe was like my big gripe with it. But um, I still really enjoyed it. I mean, the style isn't my favorite, but I liked the way it looked on like the landscapes of them and the birds. Um, and I enjoyed the, I overall I enjoyed it. I like the fight was cool. But yeah, this is probably the one that may is probably like I'm the least high on it. But I can't. I have a lot of I have good things to say about say about Subaki. Um, I really am a big fan of that character. And this is the biggest one. Uh, talked about sequels. I want to see what happens next. Like what's gonna happen to yeah. Musa? Like I want to see 
I feel like his arc, Subaki's arc of like figuring out what he wants to do since he just went dark side is just beginning. I kind of want to see more of that. So yeah. Sure, for sure. And well, there you go. That was all nine shots we just talked about. But uh, <laughs> you know, before before we start to wrap it up, I gotta throw up to both you and ask, what are you thinking, you know, for a season two? Is that something you want? Do you want um, you know, nine new stories? You do you want a um you know, uh, continuations, whatever. Today, there was a quote, I really should have pulled it up, but I forgot, but the executive producer pretty much said, you know, if there's demand for a second season, um, that's something that could definitely happen. So, um, yeah, Michelle, what are, what are you thinking for the future of Visions? Would love the second season. And I think that there is a good possibility that we're going to get one. Um, I think people have been loving it. I've seen nothing but love for it. Um, across all my feeds and everything i think with it i would love to see a mix of sequels and new stories as we've been saying this whole time as we've talked about each of them there are a number of these shorts that are perfectly set up for um, a sequel and there are questions left unanswered that i'm like oh my gosh i really want to know more about this character and what happens next to them but i also think as we we said earlier I would love to see more studios share their take on what they like about Star Wars or some areas like the crime syndicates or bounty hunters or even like, I don't know, the senators and like the politics of Star Wars. There's so, there's still so much to explore, um, you know, through the lens of Japanese animation and overall, whatever comes next, um, I'm excited for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, I, I just think second season would be great. And I agree. I want a mix of new and um and, and con- new stuff and continuations. But uh yeah, I really do hope they can if they do go for a second season, a bit less like you know, Jedi type crystal Sith sort of thing. Um, you know, not that I don't love it. I you know, I loved that they did that, but I'd love to see like some of their interpretations on yeah, senators and bounty hunters and just you know, or I don't know, maybe do like a pod racing one or just something like that, something a bit different. Um, but yeah, second season would would be really cool for sure. And I, I, if I had to say yes or no to if we would get it, I would say yes. I think it's more than likely than unlikely that we're going to get it. So, true. What do you reckon? I would love to see like gunslingers, like Han Solo types. Um, what you said about pod racing, that honestly, that's <laughs> that's my number one. That's my number one. Yeah, um, let's get I just. It. I, what I want to see from Styles is like the 80s sort of Gundam style. Like uh, I mentioned Akira earlier. Like, I don't know, you said pod racer and I just thought of the way that those the bikes move in Akira. And I'm like, oh man, I need that in Star Wars like ASAP. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. They can give us a rock opera. They can give us a, a like a speed racer type pod <laughs> racing story. I'm, I'm all for that. That's, that's my new favorite now. That's my new pick. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Well, uh, last thing we'll do kind of throwing you guys on the spot here because i've got to to tell you beforehand but um (laughs) just wrap your thoughts up and uh if you can give us an overall rating out of 10 how you would rate star wars visions as a whole michelle you go first can i go above 10 because i would say (laughs) ten (laughs) thousand. no uh it's 100 i have no complaints 10 out of 10 wonderful beautiful beautiful and uh and true I mean, this is, I'm feeling, I don't really like to give arbitrary number ratings to things. It's not really my thing, but I would give this a strong nine. Um, and everyone's going to be in my comment section now. 
being like, oh, but you gave Rebels this Rebel season an, an 8.5. So does that mean you – no, it, I just like it's a 9, okay? Yeah. But uh, the main thing – the main takeaway from this is, like, how awesome it is that um, this – part of star wars that's always been a part of star wars since day one like george lucas's original treatments for star wars is these japanese influences and so i'm so happy and i think it's so awesome that we're paying like we get these japanese studios to uh have their take on star wars and i think it's just honoring the culture and the celebration of this medium and this franchise that's so awesome and so unique in such a bold new direction i think that's my biggest takeaway it's just so awesome that this exists absolutely completely agree and and yeah look rankings i just give it an eight out of ten uh that just for what it is like same it's like yeah it's not if i gave a rebel season a seven doesn't mean i like visions more it's just that's just for what visions is i give it an eight out of ten really enjoyed it and if I'm honest, when it was first announced, because remember they announced on this, you know, big day where they announced like 10 other shows, it was the one I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. Like I just had zero interest to be fair at the time. I, I thought it was something else, but um, it, it just, it really did surprise me in the best possible way. I'm yeah, completely down to see more of this stuff. And yeah. So thanks both of you for coming on and, and chatting with me about visions today. It's been loads of fun. It's been a really good podcast. Um, uh, yeah, do, do you want to plug yourself, Michelle? You go. Oh, sure. Um, well, thank you for having me. First off, um, it's been wonderful. I so, oh, I always enjoy talking about Star Wars. Who doesn't? Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's been really wonderful. And I just want to say that I've enjoyed talking to both of you, and it's been a real treat coming on. Um, sure. So you can find me on Instagram at uh, Ahsoka X Tano. That's me. Absolutely. Get around it. Uh, true. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, startoutwars.do. That's my main account. You can find me on uh, also on Instagram. My backup account is startoutwars.do too. Uh, it's a little less professional, but it's a little fun. Spam account. Uh, Twitter, <laughs> star, under, star Wars underscore dude. Uh, my Discord server is in my bio on Instagram. Join that. We're talking visions right now. It's fun. Um, yeah, it's Ari, it's always a pleasure being on. Uh, thanks for letting me do, uh, you know, your Aussie accent. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Glad to be on with the VIP Michelle with her awesome oh free gosh. relief screeners. It's always always nice to talk to you. So yeah, it's been fun and uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely, thank both of you again. It's been it's been great. That just about wraps up this week's episode. If you haven't already, please drop a like, comment, rating, or review depending on how you're listening and subscribe or follow the channel. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at the SW Exchange and on Instagram at Styles underscore Exchange. I'll see you all next time. As always, thanks for listening and may the force be with you.